Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Jacob Barker this week. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing all right, doing all right. We had a, a trip yesterday up into Toronto for, for a fantasy hockey draft. Um, and the Blue Jays. And Blue Jays. Yeah, I watch a little baseball. My first ever professional baseball game. Uh, How did you enjoy it? It was really hot. It was. It really was. sunny out. It was like a manageable hot, though, to be fair. Like, it wasn't heat stroke hot. It was just... No, no, it wasn't heat stroke hot at all. The Um, breeze really helped. We were up in, for our views, we were up in, like, the 500s, like, the highest level that you could possibly get. Yeah, we were as far as possible. So, it was good. Good experience. Uh, And then back now today, doing the show. Um, A bit weird, obviously, Panthers done for the season, so not too, too much to talk about there. But... Uh, current round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know for a lot of our listeners, probably a lot less interest now that the, the Panthers are out. Um, but we've been watching the games. Um, we'll start with the Tampa series. What do you thought about the matchup there? Rangers up 2-0 on the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the team that swept the Florida Panthers in the last round. What do you thought about that one? Oh, man. I, I don't know. Like, I guess game three... By the time this podcast comes out, game three will probably have just started at this point. I I don't know. This Rangers team, like they are good. Don't get me wrong. They are good. I just I feel I feel like the lightning looked real shaky to start off round one against ten against Toronto. Like Toronto was the better team for most of that yeah. series. And then they started towards the end of the series. You could see, like, okay, like they're starting to find their game. Like game like, six against Toronto, I think, is when they started to turn a corner. Yeah, and then game seven, like it was a grind, but you could tell it's like, okay, like this team could be dangerous. And then they played the best I've ever seen against the Panthers. Vasilevsky was unbelievable. They played so well that entire series. And then it just feels like they went right back to where they were. For the yeah. way. And I get like I, I, no, I can't even, you can't even play the rest card because they had like eight days. Well, the thing is, like, the, the first game, though, like, I know, like, sometimes with rest, it's like almost too much rest. Like, the Rangers were coming yeah. off a seven gamer, right? So they're already like game ready. So, game one, maybe a little bit forgiven, but game two, they still weren't very good. No. And it's like, I, it's, it's almost like this bittersweet feeling because it's like, because I hate the Lightning so much, right? And I actively want them to lose, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, frustrating watching like the way like Vasilevsky and the rest of the team played against the Panthers and then watching them just like crumble against the Rangers like we didn't the Vasilevsky we're seeing in this series is not the one we saw against the Panthers that put up like an 890 or a 980 yeah no the Vasilevsky at the Panthers got was cracked that's a ridiculous goalie 
Yeah. So it's like I, I want them to lose, but it's like frustrating watching how they're playing in this series versus mm-hmm. how they played last series. But the Rangers power play has been on the heater. Well, the, and yeah, the Panthers power play was really bad. It was dreadful. So that that's like kind of the 180. Yeah. Like I think when you're dissecting like why the Panthers are not playing hockey right now, like the power play's got to be up there is one of the biggest reasons. They were what was their percentage? Was they scored off. One, it, was, it was like one for like 30. Yeah, like you have to take advantage of like especially since like every referee just decides to like game manage, so like each team gets equal penalty chances or uh, yeah. power play chances. You have to score on your chances. Yeah, like you like, get a like, good team score on their chances, and the Panthers didn't. That's a big like one of the biggest reasons why they're they're not playing hockey right now is how bad that power play is, and there's no excuse for it being as bad as it as as it was. Right. Yeah. With with the personnel they had, just no reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, are are you surprised though seeing the Rangers up two zero? Here and there, like home, home ice does a wonder for a team. To be fair, like home home ice does a lot. Well, just uh, and the, the Rangers play well. Like yeah, and we we know the Rangers are a good team, yeah. and we know that they're um, they're gonna push. And obviously, Igor is also filthy in the other net. Um, my, like he hasn't been like. He's been very good, but he hasn't been like the reason why the Rangers are winning. Like they're they're producing. No, like I thought. I thought if 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 you told me the Rangers were going to be up two on the series, I would have said Igor's played out of his mind. Yeah, and that that just hasn't been the case. Like he's been yeah very good, but he hasn't stolen either game for them really. Um, He's been good. Like he's been you know his whole you know over the whole year. Yeah, but yeah, the the Rangers they're such a weird team to me. It's kind of similar to the Oilers in the West, where it's like. They have some really good pieces there. Like both of those teams have really good pieces, but then they've also made some moves and brought in some guys that I just like. Why? Yeah, I, like they're just uh, not like there are some moves they made that are just not good. Like getting like, I love Sammy Blay, but getting Sammy Blay as your main piece for Pavel Buchnevich, it's not a good move. Like, but it's somehow gonna work. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like they're making mistakes, but it is working in spite of them. Well, the kid line is just heating. Yeah, Philip right Hedo's been unbelievable for, for them in the playoffs. Um, and and they're a well-coached team. Like, Gerard Gallant, we watched him coach in Florida, kind of got, you know, a, a rough end of the deal there. And then same thing in Vegas. He, he's a great coach. Yeah, like, that that does help a lot, right? Like, you look like 2017, the Sens were not a good hockey team, but they are just well-coached. They made some weird moves, but well coached, so they're able to grease out games and came up to short against a very talented Pens team. Yeah, like same I, kind of deal. Yeah, like as a roster construction, like I like the way the Rangers were like heading under like uh, Gorton, uh, their last regime that, that got canned, and then I didn't like what they were. I thought they were like taking a step back with all the moves they made, but then you bring in Gerard Gallant and he can make up the difference for you. Yeah, with the way he coaches and, and the players they have. So I'm like, I'm definitely surprised to see the Rangers up, but like. I don't want to take anything away from them as like what they've done. Like they they deserve to win both those games. Oh, hundred percent, right? Like that. But like, yeah. But so frustrating watching Vasilevsky like allow all these goals, and I'm like, well, that was a save last series. Oh yeah, like have as game one, I was looking around. I'm like, what? Where was this yeah. against the Panthers? We could have just been gifted at least a game. If you well, and, and you go on Twitter, and everyone's like roasting the Panthers. Like all the Rangers have more goals in this game than the Panthers had all series, and it's like. I swear, like the goaltending. Yeah, like Vasilevsky's playing undoubtedly worse than what he did before. Yeah, it's just like, and I feel like 
And maybe part of it too is that like as much as like yeah they did sweep the Panthers, but like I, I still think that was a tough series for Tampa. Like it wasn't like a cakewalk, and they had to block a lot of shots and get in a lot of lanes, and that stuff takes a toll. Yeah, it does. That is right? true. So that that could be a factor as well. But do you do you see Tampa coming back in this one, or are you thinking it's, it's the Rangers going all the way? The Rangers go all the way. That's just gonna be so sad to me. I don't I don't know. Like I don't want Tampa to go either. That's the thing. Like if Tampa ends up in another final, it's just like, uh, okay. Um, but I, f- I would like to see I, – I think Tampa will win today. I think they'll take game three. Uh, they're trending in the right direction. They're a better game too. Um, I think they'll win today. And then from there on, it, it'll come down. Like, I think Tampa needs to win both games, though, at home. Like, I don't think they can come back from 3-1. No. I think that gives the Rangers too many opportunities. No, like as, much, as much as it is like 2-0 Rangers right now, like I, I see this one probably going seven. I think it, this needs to – I like, for me, the Lightning need to win these two, though, if they want to win the series. I don't think they can come back from 3-1. Oh, I, I don't think they're winning this. I don't think Tampa's coming back in this series. But, like, I think they'll stretch it. Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, a five-gamer. Yeah, I hope it's not a five-gamer. Well, because considering on the other – on the flip side, it's looking well, like yeah, it's going to be a short series. Side, 3-0 Colorado right now. Um, they've just been all over the Oilers. Like, as you – like – as you would expect, they're a much better team. They're yeah. Like well-constructed. Yeah, the Avs are the best team left, in my opinion. Like, it's not particularly close. Uh, with, like, I'm I'm liking this Avs team to win the Cup. I think it's about time for that. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening in that series. Like, I would like to see the Oilers steal game four at least. I want it to go to five. That'd be nice. Um, but if it ends in four, it ends in four. Like that. That's kind of the direction that the, it is trending. The Oilers yeah. are going to have to play a very good game. I don't think the Abs are going to waste much time. They want to ice this out in four. They don't want to mess yeah. around too much. Exactly. Get a time. You guys rest. Let them get a little healthier. Uh, a lot of talk about the Evander Kane play last night on Nazem Kadri early in the game. Reviewed by the referees. They stuck with the five-minute major. Uh, Kane has a hearing today uh, with the Department of Player Safety. What did you think of the play from a video? I'm going to quickly rewatch it again because I want to make sure that I'm what I'm saying makes sense. Because uh, I only watched it like pretty much live and the quick replay afterwards. Uh, let me pull it up on the old. Can you guys hear the music? Or can you hear the? I can't hear it. I uh, know. Um, yeah, it's a dangerous play. Right. When I'm watching it, it's like. Is it the most forceful? No. Yeah, it's dangerous. But that's not about it. Like, Kadri's on his way. I'm watching the replay a few times now. Kadri's on his way down. Let me pull it up not on Twitter because Twitter. Here it is. Okay. So, like, Kadri's – yeah, that's a dangerous play. Like, it's not forceful. I get it. But, like, that's where it comes down to, like, intent – is everything and, and like, and like the, the thing is like Kane's been going after Colorado's guys like all series. Yeah. Right. And I like th- like there was a lot like I, I don't love the officiating in that series. Like it seems a little bit lopsided. Like Edmonton's you know played some done some dirty stuff. Colorado has too hasn't gone as punished maybe. But that play to me like there's no excuse from that for Vander Kane. Yeah, I'm watching on loop right now. It's like yeah, it's it's unnecessary and he knows that Kadri is off balance. Like Kadri's looking to stop right now and you're 
it looks like Kadri's yeah. going for like kind of like a reverse hit kind of thing to like protect the puck. Yeah. In the corner. For Evander Kane, like an Evander Kane's been going at Kadri all series. To me, that's intent to injure. Yeah. I will I, yeah. like like to me and Kadri, they said he's out for the series, which might only be one more game and potentially the rest of the playoffs. And that's a huge loss for the Avalanche. Yeah. Right. Like I'm thinking it's probably Kadri's hand that gets broken. To me, that's like that's just reckless from Evander yeah. Kane. I agree well, with, I agree with the five minute call on the ice. Maybe would have tossed him from the game, and I think he probably should get at least a one game suspension, yeah. at the bare minimum. For well, that. I'm thinking suspension wise. Remember, was it 2019 when Kadri was still on the Leafs, or 2018? It was his last round of the Leafs. Who did he hurt on the Bruins? Jake DeBrus. Sus- no, Jake not Jake DeBrus. No, it wasn't Jake DeBrus. Jake DeBrus got another uh, different oh. play. I think it was Tommy Wingles. Are you sure it wasn't someone like a bigger name? It was the one where he was on his knees, right? Hold on. No, it was when he ran him from behind. Uh, if you're looking up Nazem Kaji, dirty play, you'll find a lot. I looked up Leafs suspension, so hopefully, yeah. But kids, he was suspended. Um, it was Jake DeBrusque. You're right. Because um, he, he was suspended because DeBrusque missed – the rest of those playoffs and they essentially had it so he missed the rest of the whatever series. was rest in that like whatever the rest of the series was whether it was one game because it was going in game five so whether it was one game or three he was suspended for the rest of the playoffs or sorry the rest of the series my bad so is it something where we look at like Kane getting something similar where it's like he's going to be suspended for the remainder of this series. I, I, I'd game. imagine, like, I, I think that would be a fair, a fair penalty. Yeah, like that's where it makes sense, right? Like, because Kane is going at guys on the avalanche. Yeah. And so it doesn't make sense. Mind you, like, they could just both one game. Like, again, it wasn't crazy forceful, it was intentional. But it wasn't forceful. So they can. But it's so like, dangerous. Like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Kane. Like, oh, he definitely know. can. Um, I would probably lean in that direction. Like I would look and say, like yeah. he doesn't need to play in the series anymore. Yeah, especially since Kadri's already out for the rest of it, right? Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Like it's a dangerous play, and I'd agree with that assessment of like the rest of the series for sure. The only issue I have with it is that it is incredibly similar to Brandon Hagel's cross check on uh, E two Lusterinen. That landed oh, yeah. two minute cross checking penalty, and like. To me, those are both incredibly dangerous plays, and I get E2 Usterine and wasn't as hurt as Kadri, but he very well could have been. And so yeah. I think, yeah, this one should have a significant punishment, but I think that one went way under punish for Brandon Hale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've talked about it before. Like, at the end of the day, it's not um, – It's the consistency. It's it's the consistency that bothers me. Like, if you're going to – like, I agree with the – five minute major on on the ice for that and then i agree with the like whatever suspension they give i'm like i'll likely be fine with unless it's no suspension but my thing is like oh yeah i'm looking at what i'm redoing what uh Catherine did to the Brock. Yeah, that's bad this to me seems worse than what kane did i'll share i'm sure i'm sorry to all the viewers uh can you uh screen share me justin Sorry to all of our listeners, but I'm going to show this to Justin so he knows what I mean. For anyone listening, you can just look up Nazem Kadri suspension for a hit on Jake DeBrusque. 
No, I have to. It has to be like I have to like give you things. Just show me later. Okay. I know the play. I know the play. It's, it's brutal. Like cat in the play that Kane made. Kane at least is like semi involved in like the play. Like he's going to battle. Tom Cadre like he came. Cadre like went out of his way and cross checked Jake DeBrusque in the face on the board. So like this is like yeah, this is really bad. Like the 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 puck was gone, and Cadre went over to him and just yeah. So that that's worse. Too. Yeah, like like, Kadri, but, like he has he has a yeah. history too of like dirty plays, right? Yeah, but when we look, um, that's not what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Like I would still say a similar punishment is fair. Uh, for it, just with the intent uh, and what's been going on the rest of the series, like he doesn't need to play against the Avalanche again. But yeah, like we've talked about, like if you're gonna give the punishment, it's fine, but it needs to be consistent across the board. Like that, I think people would come around to NHL officiating a lot more, whether it be tighter or like a little bit looser, if it was just consistent. Yeah, like, like I, yeah, if you're gonna call it like letter of the law on everything, right? And suspensions are going to be – you're going to take a wide – like, you have a, such a large sample size of dirty plays, right? Yeah. And you can say, you know what, on this type of play, like, it's it's just like any like legal thing. Like, there's precedent, right? It's like, on this type of play, similar play, we handed out three games. This is three games. Yeah. Right? It's that kind of consistency. I think everyone's just looking for whether it's strict or loose, just ha- knowing what it's going to be. Oh, yeah. No, right. and no one knows. Like we're talking with this, it's like I'm drawing a comparison to the Cadre play on DeBrusque, but like at the end of the day, like I don't know what they're gonna do. One game, two games, a longer one, like four. No, you don't like, know. You don't know. Who knows what they're gonna right? do? Like, and, and for the play, like they don't know either. Like, right? like if a player knows that if I do this, it's gonna be three games guaranteed, they're yeah. probably not gonna do it. Yeah. But if they're like, like, oh, maybe I can get away with it, or yeah, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, you know. We, that like well we draw it down to minor hockey like when i was growing up if you got a check from behind penalty like for or if you got a penalty for checking from behind you're ejected from this game and you're ejected for the next one guaranteed no like non-negotiable yeah if you get a head contact like check to the head it's the current game plus three that's standard like that's no there is no negotiation if you're assessed that penalty it's game plus three when you look at this like we don't know what's gonna happen no, we have no clue until they announce it. I don't know if there needs to be a dangerous play section where it's like if you get ejected or if you get assessed a penalty for a dangerous play, you automatically have one match on top of it. Yeah. I have one match. Yeah, for something like that, like as you mentioned, it's not a ton of force from Evander Kane there. Yeah. But it's so dangerous. Yeah. So if you have like – if there, I think there should be a penalty where it's like if you're just making a dangerous play. Yeah. Like because that's – the like – Dangerous play in hockey can mean different things, but at least that has an umbrella for the, for the Department of Flight and Safety where they can say, like... It's intent to injure. It's Yeah, this is an intent to injure. Um, it's not, like, like again, like it's not like a forceful cross-check like crazy, but intent to injure, so you're kicked out of this game. You're suspended yeah, for the next like, one. Yeah, it's like and not then, all the dirty plays are crazy. Well, that one's very much intentional from Evander Kane. Yeah. There are some where maybe it's like, uh, you're, you're trying to hit a guy a certain way and he moves it last second, you catch his head. It's like you're not trying to hit him in the head, yeah. but you did catch him in the head. Yeah. Right? No, so the you, intent isn't there, but it's still dirty. Yeah. If you get a penalty assessed to you for a dangerous play, it should be out of one, out of the next standard. That, yeah. And that's like my – like a, the punishment level can change. As we go, like that's an example of like but that's a the standard yeah. call. 
where like a player knows if I make a dangerous play, I'm gone for two. And then like no argument. And then you can have like that subject to increase depending on the severity. But you know to start, this is our baseline. This is what yeah. we are. Yeah. Um, and then if it's a dangerous play like this, like he Evander Kane, if it was under that rule, he'd probably just stick with the one game. Like I don't think they'd go too too much further. But with at it. least you'd know. Yeah. But Kadri, like that one on DeBrusque, that would be probably like one. Uh, or that could be a little bit more. Too. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. But do you That's see example. do you see Edmonton coming back in that series? No, unfortunately, I, I, uh, I would love for them to do it. I, I, like I said, I would love for them to take at least one more game. I want to see more hockey. Yeah. And I think they, I do can. love like, there's so much like when it comes to the Oilers and stuff, like there's so much unpredictability with them. And I think a lot of that just comes from Mike Smith of like, you never know if a shot's going in or not. It's, that's the thing. It's not like people are like, you never know if he's going to have, a good or bad game. I'm like, it's deeper than that. You Mike Smith gonna... will play an overall good game and then he'll let in some crap like he did last night, late in the third, and that's it. Yeah. Like it's a bad like, goal to allow. He he had a great overall his like save percentage and everything. Made some big saves. It's great. Like, he had a great he played pretty overall well last night. But, but then he, he let in a squeaker. Yeah. He didn't make the save he needed to make. Yeah. Where that's where like, it becomes yeah, like if, like if you're like all right one, it's like literally just throw everything at the net. Oh, yeah, it's easy. Then. Because you don't know what's going to happen. And I don't think the Oilers do either. Because no, you know, no one knows. I don't think anyone and, and, knows. And, and that's the Mike Smith experience, and that's what I love about it, right? Keeps you on your toes. I almost got you a shirt. I, I was in Edmonton a few weeks ago. I think I took a picture of it. But they didn't have your size. Oh, unfortunately. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, but it was, I, it was like an Oilers store. And uh, they had a bunch of these. And there's a shirt with the Mike Smith redemption tour oh. on it. And like, there's a quote underneath where it's like, he's not old, he's experienced or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, that is unreal, but they only had mediums. And I was like, dang it. That would have been so funny, but yeah, no, Mike yeah, Smith, like, like, full yeah, experience. The Mike Smith, he's just everything you want really from an entertainment <laughs> perspective. Cause like there are goalies that have like good, like good games and bad games or good periods and bad periods. He'll have like good like thirty second stretches and then bad thirty second stretches. <laughs> good shots and bad shots. That's pretty much. Even like last night in the game, like there was like one play where he just like I don't know what he was doing, but he turned the puck over right. Bad Mike Smith. Five seconds later, made like a disgusting save, like pad stack. I was like, okay, great Mike Smith. Oh, Mike Smith. He did. He does. He's. It's fun. It is fun. I think it's good for the game overall. Just having that entertainment factor. But we'll see. I also agree. I do not see the Oilers whatsoever coming back in this series. They've just been outmatched all series. Like, even last night, like, you know, it was a close game. It's like, ah, it's not really that close. Mike Smith was keeping him in it until he wasn't. So, oh, man. but I think, I think, I think they get at least one at home. That would be nice for them. But I'm thinking uh, Colorado, I think, is, is looking real good right now. Yeah, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, so I don't, I don't foresee them collapsing in any way. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, for now, we'll do a quick ad read, and then we'll get into some Panther stuff. So, hockey fans, the pursuit of for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, 
has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, Panther stuff. Right out of the gate, I wanted to talk about some offseason stuff, but today we're recording on Sunday. They're going to announce uh, the Selk Trophy today, Alexander Barkov, a finalist. He won it last year. Is he going back-to-back? What are your thoughts? We'll know the answer by the time this is out. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're going to make some takes here. <laughs> and then it'll happen or it won't. Who's the, who are the finalists? Sorry, it's Barkov. Bergeron, um, I think Lindholm. Uh-oh, Bergeron's trending. Has he won it? Yeah, he won it. Bergeron won it? As of two minutes ago, wait, is this real? Hold on. Renaud Lavoie, NHL Network. Yeah, Patrice Bergeron wins the Celtic Trophy. All right. Well, there we have it, folks. Oh, there we have it for it. All right. Well, <laughs> well good thing I didn't answer. Good time. All right. So now the question is, do you think Patrice Bergeron deserved to win the <laughs> oh, Trophy? Dang it. Now, we couldn't have timed that better, eh? No, it was really good. Uh, no, at the end of the day, Patrice Bergeron is like pretty much everything that you would want in a self-trophy winner. Obviously, we have bias. Like, I would have loved, I think, Barkov, so, you know, the guy, right? Like, I would have voted for Barkov. But at the end of the day, congratulations to Patrice Bergeron. He is still very much what you look for in a self-trophy winner. Yeah. And I think, like, there's a reason why they call it the Bergeron Trophy as well. Yeah, well, like, mean, like, I hate, like, people are always saying, like, Oh, it's boring. Like Bergeron wins it every year. And like I'll see like NHL writers even that are like, oh, like, you know, as much as Patrice Bergeron's a good defensive forward, there are a lot of good defensive forwards that don't get their due, right? And it always just goes to Bergeron, right? But there's other guys that are really good defensively too. That is true. Like, yeah. But Patrice Bergeron did have a monster year. Yeah, he like like honestly, he was unbelievable again. As much, yeah, as much as it's boring to see him win like another one, it's like very much so he deserves this one. When he retires, I wouldn't mind just renaming it to the Patrice Bergeron trophy. You might as, as much well. as I love Selk. Yeah, <laughs> as much as you're a big Frank J. Selk guy, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, at the end of the day, like Bergeron's now won it five times. You know, it's a record for it. Like, that's impressive. Was it Datsuk before? Uh, I think maybe. I'll look that up as we talk. But yeah. Um, that's like it's incredibly impressive, and he does deserve it. It's not that he is an undeserving candidate, right? No, like, like, like as much as like I think Barkov had a really good year this year, especially defensively. And I think he was actually probably better defensively than he was last year when he did win the award. Mm-hmm. And as much as yeah, he had a really good year, I do think defensively, a lot of things point to Bergeron having the better year on that side of the puck. Yeah, and at the end of the day. It's all good because we have two future Selk winners on the Panthers with uh, 
Barnabas and Anton Lindell. So no worries at all. Yeah, like, I think like re- like I think I'm more at this point. I'm more interested to see in like the guys who are just like the runner up at this point. Like there's so yeah. many, there's so many good defensive forwards in the NHL that like have like one or zero self trophies because of like a guy like Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, at, the end, at the end of the day, if you're gonna lose like for Barkov, you're gonna lose a self trophy to Bergeron, so be it. Yeah. Like, in, in a world where like in a world where Patrice Bergeron doesn't exist. Patrice Bergeron's or Alexander Barkov's looking at his like probably third self trophy right now. Yeah. And Kachuri has probably got a couple and a couple other guys probably have it as well. Yeah. He um he was tied with Bob Gaby before. Great player. Who won it the first four years it existed. Damn. Consecutively. Well, they weren't even trying back then, were they? No, no. I'm actually he's probably the only guy that tried what, what, the league. What, what, like, what year was that? 77 through 81. What? 77 or 70 what? 77 through 81 were the years that he. That, that thing is like interesting because, like, nowadays, when you look at like defensive stuff, like defense to me is, is the hardest thing to evaluate in hockey, right? Like a defensive impact of a player. Oh, yeah. It's challenging. And, but one of the things that's been like immensely helpful, I think, is all like the analytics and data that's available nowadays, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, if you're unsure, like you can look and say, all right, like, you know, these are the impacts he had defensively on the ice. And this is how the opposition changed when mm-hmm. they were on the ice. That's how they impacted the game. Back in the day, Bob Ganey, how are you evaluating defense? Uh, probably does he hit and does he block shots and get some takeaways? I, I, I don't think it was takeaways. I think you're plus minus. Probably, honestly. Like realistically. So I'm very curious to see, like, it'd be interesting to see, like, how that, like, has changed over time. Yeah. Like if you go four, if you go four in a row for Bob Gainey out of the gate, like the, I don't know if they tracked plus minus. It's not as Wikipedia. They they probably did track it somewhere, but I'm looking for it somewhere. But it's getting easier, I think, for people to find ways to quantitate, like to quantify defensive value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In today's day and age, well, I mean, uh, Bob or uh, Bergeron still tests so well across every single like analytical. Uh, feature that we have out like it's a it's insane for that but so does Barkov. i think bergeron just does the job yeah this is great i'm looking at i'm looking here to see you also yeah that's we've got three kopitar probably is a couple kopitar had two um sean couturier 2020 oh my goodness sean couturier won like i remember the year sean couturier won he didn't actually have that great of like a defensive year that year but he had other years where he was better but it kind of seemed like sometimes like what they do at the norris where it was like ah we got to give it to him one of these years yeah uh who else geek carbono had three good for him back in the day like it 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 is a good uh it's a great trophy to win honestly that'd be great Ryan Ryan Kessler has one. Taze has one. Ryan O'Reilly has one. Rob Brittenmore has two. Yeah, it's an, oh Michael Pecka won it in 2001, 2002. I would love to know what went into that one. Oh, that's incredible. Michael but, Pecka. Oh, he started Michael Pecka has two. He won in 96-97 as well. Wow. Good player. He's so good. But yeah, like as much as like I think, yeah, like. I think, yeah, Barkov, like, he had such an unbelievable year defensively. He deserves to have a self-trophy, but you can't really say that Bergeron doesn't or that Bergeron is worse defensively. Mind you, but Patrice is probably coming up to the end of his career, right? 
So well, from here on out, like we're just coasting. Yeah, Barnacle will get he'll get his fair share. He's not winning just one. No, he'll get I, some more in there. Absolutely, I think, especially with the the you know what's going on with the Panthers and the team that they got. You know, he should be in the mix for years to come. Uh, in terms of off-season stuff, we kind of we started dissecting it a bit last week on our last episode on what kind of went wrong for the Panthers. What are you looking to see from the team this off-season? Um, in terms of signings and such, or in terms of like player improvement? Like, what do you think this team needs to do? Because I honestly, I don't know the answer because. To me, they had all the pieces to win. You know, as much as, you know, Brunette caught a lot of flack after that playoff exit, like, I still think he's, like, a good enough coach, and I think you do give him another shot at it. So, if you're the Panthers, what do you need to change or do to – It's It sounds super, like, stupid, but, like, not much, if anything. Like, bring, bring some guys back. Your play style worked. Everything worked. Until it just came up short when your power play did. Like, just make sure that you guys are ready to go again come playoff time. Like, there isn't much else to say. Your power play worked all season. It just didn't when you needed it to. But, like, that's not something that would magically fix with, like, an off-season transaction or anything. Like, unless you want to somehow find a way to get, like, Ovi down. Like, what else are are you supposed to do? Yeah, like, like, I think think you just got to, like, tinker with it. Like, you look yeah, at, like, play, play around. Like, if you get a couple other guys that you can fit it, put in your bottom six, it might have a bigger impact on playoffs. Like, that's one thing. But, like, there isn't much. I tell, tell the same thing to all of our Leafs fans that are all trade Nylander and all this garbage. No, but they uh, should do that. No, I would love for them to do that. That would make them actively worse, and I think that's what we all want in this society. At the end of the day, but, yeah, ideal. And uh, the – yeah, like, this team is good. Like, just – there's some guys like they got some rentals, so make sure you replace them correctly. Like, don't overpay for certain dudes. Uh, that Claude Giroux be an interesting one, whether he stays, whether he goes. I'd love for him to stay, but at the right price would be nice. Um, but you got some things to like, got some things to work on. I would, uh, in terms, we don't have first rounders until forever, forever. So this is where it comes down to like. But we look at it. How long did it take that Washington Capitals? Capitals core to win a Stanley Cup. Oh, and like how long did it take Tampa's core to win? So long. And like, and I would like when Washington won it, that was not the best Capitals team they had. No, not at they all. They had years where they were way more loaded with guys that were like, should have been impact guys, and they didn't yeah. make it past, you know, a Pittsburgh or whoever. Yeah. That's right. what happens when and, the NHL is so competitively balanced. And like, it is just, it's a crapshoot at the end of the day. Like, yeah. Vasilevsky doesn't play well against the Panthers. Like we we could still be in. Yeah. So like could happen next year. Yeah. If I'm Bill Zito right now, I'm thinking try to find a way to clear out some money. I don't know how you get it done. It's probably in the way of prospects because you don't have picks, right? But as much as he was good, like if you can get rid of Bob's salary in any way, like it'll be tough. But if you can, you like because you need to free up money to bring guys back and to to keep guys around, like. If, if you're going to try to re-sign Giroux, if you're going to try to re-sign Mason Marchment, right, Huberto needs a new deal coming yes. up, right? If you're going to keep those guys around, you got to move out some of the deals that are hurting the team, and the two that come to mind are Bob and, and Hornquist. We also have $5.4 million of dead cap with Keith Handel this year. Excellent. Which Thanks. is bad, but mind you, this is the last year of that. After that, it falls off to 1.2. Yeah. So, so one year of like I, this this year it might almost be like a 
okay, what can we do with a similar core? Like, it might not be, like, a, a year that we can look at the team and drastically improve it just with, like, a, like the assets that are currently here. Um, the younger guys would be nice. I'm looking for a big step out of Spencer Knight. I think it's about – like, I think it's time that he starts taking away – like, if you can't move Bob, I still think it's time that he starts taking away reps from Bob. Like, if like if, if yeah, I, I agree. But if I you want him move, to do if, it this year, but I'm not going to complain because Bob is on my fantasy team and want us to share. So, yeah, uh, yeah. he was excellent. I think well, if you can move Bob and then you bring in a guy who can be a bit of a tandem with Spencer Knight for two, three million, you know, it opens you up to spend money elsewhere. Same thing if you can move Hornquist, as much as I like Patrick Hornquist and what he brings, especially, you know, the experience and leadership. Yeah. One you know, more you, year. You, you shouldn't be paying that much for that. You no, one cheaper. One more year is like the, the, like as much as like they absolutely suck in the playoffs. Like the Leafs, like they pay Jason Spezza like weak men for their experience. Same thing. Yeah, like Joe Thornton. Like I don't many think... board, We don't have any. Uh, or we don't have many Panthers fans that are born in this league that we can just like get on with league no. man deals like the Leafs. No, no, it's hard. And, and the only way you can do it is you sell them on you know a living in Florida, b the taxes, and c a chance to win. Well, like, look at Joe Thornton. He made vet men this past year, and he, that's way more money than what he made in Toronto just at taxes alone. They had yeah. way more fun. So like you can sell Florida. it to some vet guys to you know surround your core and fill out some holes. The only other area I'm thinking is like maybe you – I don't think you tinker too much with the forwards. You try to bring back what you can, right? And you hope for maybe a, a prospect here or there to step up if you got it. Like a – Lundell, get him a big like Lundell, like, I think Lundell is only going to get better, right? So you've got oh, – I hope so. Right. And, again, like with Lundell on his ELC, like, you know, he's not going to be there forever. So take the three years to, yeah, you know, see what you can do. But the one area I think is you could maybe try to restructure your defense a bit. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, obviously, I bought the staple still. Um Montour is still locked up for two more years, Forslings for two more years. But then after that, you have a little bit of flexibility, right? Like Mackenzie Weger, you got to keep uh, with that. But, and he has one more year on it. But then, yeah, like it'd be interesting. I would, they can play around with it, right? Like they're losing, technically, they're losing Sherrod, Hag, and, and Lucas Carlson in the account. Sherrod and Hag are going out in free agency. Yeah. With that, along with Lindblom or Lindbaum. That so it's like you can tinker a little bit. You still got Radko for another year, and I keep him. Got to keep, oh, him, forever. keep him forever. Keep him forever. He honestly is like a pretty good bottom pairing D man. Uh, with that, but he has one more year on his contract. So yeah, like you could bring in one or two dudes, maybe one defenseman that you like to play inside your top four um, would be nice. And then after that, we'll see what happens. But my idea, yeah. Like to me, I think. We saw like, Mackenzie Wiegand gets like a ton of hate for the playoffs, right? And like he wasn't great, but again with his style of defenseman, it is like the things he does well are so quiet, and the thing and the mistakes he make are so loud, right? Like they're so visible. Like overall, I still think Mackenzie Wiegand was a positive player, but I think they need more of a safety net than what they have. So I think to bring in one more D, um, it would be really nice for the team. Uh. Names that come to mind, like I know everyone would love to see like Jacob Chitron come in. One would love. One would love to see that, but that's 
got to clear some cap and you got to get your guys. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Right. And, know and, and maybe it's not free agency. Maybe it's trade where you're looking. But there are a couple other – and it could and then you'd be like – you know, I'd prefer to add like a bona fide top four guy like a John Klingberg. But it could also be like Nick Letty. Oh, Nick Letty. Love to see it. Downright fine. Or like a Josh Manson who's playing with Colorado right now. He's having a good good playoffs. Yeah. Or what do you guys want? Artem Zoom? No. Like they're like they're I don't know, Justin Schultz. But Artem Zoom. Actually, no, I refuse to let him leave. Let him leave, yeah. No, he's not leaving. So I think like, yeah, maybe look to add, you know, a D on the back end if you can, someone who's like fringe top four, who if a guy's not playing well or a guy's hurt, he can step up and, and get the job done. But other than that, like, I don't think you do too much to this team. I think you just let it ride. Yeah, like, I, I really don't think and I know much it's, to like, worry about. Yeah, like, I know it's hard to hear for a lot of people who are, like, still upset about the way the season ended. And, like, I get how devastating it was, right, and how embarrassing it is to lose like that to Tampa. But – when Tampa lost to like the Columbus Blue Jackets, they got swept in the first round. That's first of all, way more embarrassing, but also like they didn't blow it up. They kind of just ran it back and tinkered around the edges. And I think that's what you have to do if you're the Panthers. Exactly. Right. Right. And you kind of just hope that, you know, you, you can, you know, fill in some holes around the edges and then you hope that next time your stars show up. Yeah. Because realistically, like, because I don't think you blow it up. And I think, and like, if your stars don't show up, they don't show up. But yeah, that, you, you, you're like, that's what you got. Yeah. And what can, what else can you do? Right. Like, and we say the same thing to the Leafs fans every single year. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta, like, you gotta hope you guys show up. Yeah. It's, like, all, it's all you have to do. Right. It's like, it sucks. Like, because you can't, like, you're not going to trade away Barkov. You're not going to trade away Huberto. But like, that's the core of your team. Your, your, your playoff hopes live and die with them. And you're just going to kind of have to live with that. Exactly. Um, but we'll see. There's a long off season ahead now. Um, so we'll see kind of what happens there for now. Keep watching the playoffs with, you know, a lot less interest, but we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, maybe the lightning make a comeback. Hopefully they don't. We'll see. But I think that does it for this one. Thank you so much to everyone tuning and listening. We'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode. And we'll see you all then. Thanks. Panthers are back on top.